Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw, fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines, 20, 10, five. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. All right, Meyer Blythe, week three. Um, let's forget about week two, what do you think? Uh, we need to. If, if we're going to talk about it at all, it's going to be a little bit of a therapy session. So everybody just lay down on your couch, get comfortable, get ready to open up and get in your feelings a little bit. <laughs> let's, let's work through this. So Brett Meyer here joined as always by number one, Todd Blythe. Todd, what's going on? Oh, like you said, just, just trying to work through some things right now, getting ready, trying to pump myself back up for this Vegas trip. It seems to have, uh, it's lost a little bit of its luster after two subpar performances uh, to start the year. We just need one. We just need one, uh, one big win and one to make us feel good. Yes. If we can hang up 50, I'll feel a lot better about things, but I don't, I don't know. We'll We'll get there. We'll get to UNLV. We're not there yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Where, um, where where are you coming to us from live from where coming, coming from you live in, uh, the courtyard by Marriott in Sioux city, Iowa. I'm on my way to Yankton, South Dakota tomorrow for work. Yankton. I mean, I tell you what, you must have like the, are you just fighting people off to try to get your territory to be able to travel where you get to go? Yeah, it's, you know, I love it. I love handling Iowa, Nebraska, and the Dakotas. It's just, uh, it's vacation destination stuff for sure. I think so. To Yankton, man. I actually have been to Yankton. I, I do cover a similar patch of land covering the Dakotas. So, little known fact um, my wife and I actually got engaged in Yankton, South Dakota. Her fa- <laughs> I see Why? your look. Everyone else can't see this look, but I see the look you're giving me. So her family built a uh, cabin. Her grandpa built a cabin in like the seventies on gosh, what is it? Lewis and Clark Lake in Yankton. And so it, she grew up going to this lake. It was like her favorite spot in the world. So when we got engaged, that's where I did it. So we got engaged in Yankton, South Dakota. That, are you moving there? Is that what you're going to raise? You're going to go to you can go to Yankton East. Absolute, Yankton absolutely not moving there. <laughs> Yanktonites. Man, I'd love to talk some more about Yankton, but let's get, um, let's talk about <laughs> Saturday. We're trying to figure out what, uh, what transpired. Uh, okay. Give me, Christ give me your positives. Give me your positives from Saturday. I mean, obviously the, the crowd was, the crowd was great. The crowd was great. It looked great. Tailgating on. was fun. Tailgating was great. Game day was terrible. Like they just tried to feature Iowa as much as they could. Who, who okayed for, I don't care about the guest picker, but who, who, who gave the green light for this idiot to roll up in a, in a massive combine or whatever it was with a bunch of Hawkeye stickers on it. Like who was like, yeah, bring that into town. I want to know. They, they, ESPN doesn't know what they're doing. No, I'm, I'm talking I, about I'm, like, I'm fine the with the, side. Oh, I don't know. I'm fine with the guest picker too. Just, I mean, at least he had ties to Iowa, like the state of Iowa. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about the guest picker. Uh, Eric church Uh country singer with sick. Great pick. That one was a great pick. He's gotten a lot of hate online. He needs to stop. Eric church. Is he from Polk city? Have you ever heard of Eric church? Is, Is he from Polk city Clive? Uh, he is not. It's not from Iowa. Your internet must be just sweet there because you're a little choppy, but we'll see if we can get through this here. You got to pay. You got to pay a little bit. Sorry. It's, it's on the company's dime. You got to pay for the enhanced internet. I pay for whatever my status gives me for free. 
Okay. We'll see if we can get through this here with my gold elite status. Oh, wait. Yeah, I know you just froze up again. I mean, this could be bad. Know. This could be a bad episode. It's saying my internet is unstable. Maybe it's me. Let's try this. All right, stick with us here. So positives from Saturday. I mean, we got to start with the defense, right? Another outstanding performance, one that I think, you know, what, 90% of the time you're going to win with. I mean, ideally, we'd like to force some turnovers. But, I mean, if you hold Iowa to less than, I think they had like 270-some yards. I think they were under 300 yards total offense. They couldn't do anything, couldn't run it. Uh, outside of the one big play that came after a turnover, they really didn't. I mean, Spencer Petras, 11 for 21 for 106 yards. He got after him. Got some sacks. I mean, they had, I don't know, how many yards did they have rushing? Not a lot. I think they're yeah, I mean, they had 67 I think Goodson had like rushing. 55, 55 yards or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they I had, mean, our defense is solid. That's, that's not a question. 100%. I don't think anybody is doubting that. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think they ran out of gas downs. a little bit, maybe at the end, but yeah. Four for 15 on third down. They were on the field the entire, you know, second half. Yeah. But I mean, we still 106 passing yards, 67 rush yards. Iowa had 173 total yards. Jeez. That's I'm frustrating not, to lose a yeah, game like I know, that. But yeah, not good. Obviously, I think the biggest play of the game was um, probably a fumble for a touchdown. Out. Yeah, coming down down fourteen ten. We have the ball. We're backed up. Their punter did it. He was outstanding. He was, you know, probably the MVP of the game just based on we were constant. I mean, he had I don't know how many punts he had inside the, you know, inside the ten five yard line, whatever it was. But that was the biggest yep. play of the game. The Brees Hall fumble. You're down yeah, 14, and it, 10, that did you it. watch the play at all? I mean, we just got manhandled at the point of attack. I mean, yeah, Chase, I mean Allen, we, Chase Allen was taking on a, a linebacker who he outweighs by 25 pounds, and he got absolutely stoned, thrown down, and then that kid popped the ball out on uh, on Brees Hall. So yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating to see that for a, you know a sixth year tight end, a sixth year kid for us. I mean, just to get manhandled at the point of attack like that was tough. Yeah, I think coming in, Chase had a lot of. Now, obviously, we know his dad, Terry Allen, who was one of our coaches when we were playing. But I just – I think we need to get more out of that position. You know, Charlie seemed he was a little dinged up. We'll get him back healthy. But, you know, Chase needs to step up. And I think – I'm sure he knows that. And, you know, hopefully we can get more out of him in the pass game. And then, as you said, in the run game at the point of attack, you know, as well. But, you know, well, he has to. I mean, if we're going to sit in, in 12 personnel or, or 13 personnel like we are half the time, our first play of the game was 13 personnel. If we're going to have two and three tight ends on the field all the time, we got to get some out of them. And like 43, I, I apologize to 43. I don't know who that is. The third tight end, that's our motion guy. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's giving us right now. But anyway, hey, go on. He, now I'll, I'll give him some love because. There was a play, the one touchdown that Brees had after the end of the, kind of the end of the first half when we went and got those points. Mm -hmm. He was the reason why we got push up front. He had a great block, basically caved in the entire defensive line and, and gave. Oh yeah, out. came in motion and yeah, okay, yeah, I remember Brees that a little bit yeah, of you're right. And, you're right. Yep. So forty three. I'm going to send you Todd's address so you can come whoop him. Being a hater, he's probably feel free. You got one play out of forty five. Good job. Sorry. Might just be, um, <laughs> you could have been a kid from, uh, 
Indianola grow up with your uniform and your jersey? And uh, if, he, if he was a Warren County kid, I'd know about him for sure. Warren County. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I mean that was that was the biggest play of the game. Four turnovers. You're not going to beat many teams, especially uh, a good Iowa team doing that. So that was probably. Yeah, I mean, that was probably the most disheartening thing was just offensively not being able to get anything going consistently. And, you know, you kind of go through the big plays and obviously the we had we had it schemed. I mean, there are some things that we had schemed up. I mean, we got them basically in a, you know, in a, a single high and we had a, a backside receiver. This is on the play where Hutchinson was held twice, like literally pulled his jersey, pulled him down to pick the ball off. Nothing. Um, we'd like to see a little bit more, you know, a flag there, but didn't get it. And obviously they, they come up with the interception, but you know, it wasn't a whole lot of tugging on that play. And nah, I mean, I mean but it if was. you watch it back, the, the two deep balls we threw on two deep posts, uh, I mean, both of them were underthrown and behind the the receiver. Yeah. I think I mean, when you, I think it was more just timing. That's what causes it. Cause he, he took an extra hitch for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't, it didn't have a clean picture or what it was. And that was, that was probably the biggest reason why first throw mm -hmm. and he didn't get, he didn't spin. He didn't get off a good ball and it just hung in the air. And I think there was a little bit of wind in the stadium, but not enough to affect the throw that much and, and resulted in a turnover. So I think big topic of conversation, obviously when you're, you know, you're all big 12, you know, best quarterback that's probably ever been through our school is, is benched in the biggest game of the year. And one of the biggest games of his career for, you know, probably a number of reasons, but I think more so than anything, just going back and watching. Now, I don't have all 22, but there's some things that, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have been, you know, in enough meetings and, and played and, and just some things you can see. There was a couple plays where it was just day one stuff that we're missing. You know, Iowa doesn't play. Iowa doesn't play a lot of what I would call like middle closed, single high, like man you know, man looks, they're going to play a lot of middle open, which means they have two high safeties. They're going to play a lot of cover four, cover two, a combo of those two coverages. Well, they'll play like a hard corner, cover two in the boundary, and then play quarters to the field to take away whatever you want. Those easy throws into the boundary. That's kind of what they do. And, you know, we had a play where we had them, they brought pressure and we had a screen to the boundary with Xavier Hutchinson and, both of our linemen got out clean. It was a clean throwing lane and it was just, he didn't throw it. He looked to the right and took a sack. And I think it was second and long second and 12 or something like that. And that play goes for a long way. So instead of being first down or maybe even bigger, or, you know, third and two, we're sitting now at like third and 18 and it's, it's over. And another play that I saw. That and that, was, that's the frustrating stuff though. I mean, as a fan looking at it is, you know, he's been really, really hyped up for a long time. He had a fantastic freshman year. He had a great sophomore year. And then last year, I mean, it just purely looking at stats and I'm not a big, you know, just look at the stats guy, but I mean, he threw for 1200 fewer yards, you know, what eight fewer touchdowns. It's like, well, you would like to see your games. How many games, how many fewer games did they play? One fewer. I mean, I mean, yeah, the numbers aren't, he had a great year, you know, sophomore year, but I, that's not, I think for me, it's more about like the easy plays kind of the, not, I don't want to say day one stuff, but stuff that you've done many times 
and it's stuff that you know when the play comes up on film, you're just sitting there like you're going to kind of get laid into, if you will. And, you know, there was a play where they had an obvious pressure look. It's second and 12, and it's 14-10 at this time. And kind of middle of the third quarter, an obvious pressure looks at the field, and we have two receivers to that side. It's a five-man protection. They're bringing six. It's a pretty obvious pressure look, meaning that there's – you can see, you know, there's a safety down into the box. He's obviously going to replace a blitzer. So we needed in turn re- just replace a blitz and just throw right into it. And he just kind of eats it. And Brees is out in the flat wide open. He's got kind of a, a whip route in and out. that looks like it's probably his hot, his hot route to replace the blitz. And he doesn't do it. I mean, those are things that I think he's done several times. And for whatever reason, he just didn't see it on Saturday. And that was you know, second and 12 and, you know, Brees, that Brees is wide open and nobody was accounting for the back there. And I don't know if maybe in that protection, he's supposed to be in a block, but it doesn't look like it. He's out on his route right, right away. So, I mean, would you just, agree that that's stuff that a fourth year starter can't miss though? I mean, for us, to, gonna, for us to have success, he can't miss that stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, for us to have success, we need him to play at a high level. We need that position to give us, you know, high level effort, but people are going to make mistakes. It's just those, you know, you have a receiver open downfield late, you miss, you know, we have them in a blitz and we have a perfect play call and we don't get the ball off. And then they're ringing pressure and we just take a sack, you know, when we have answers to that, those are plays that he's made before. And it's, it just could be something where if he's in a funk or, you know, I've been there for better part of like, my last, you know, two years where it's just like, plays that I made easily as a freshman, even, and and definitely as a sophomore just weren't coming as easy because you're not seeing it as clearly, or, you know, maybe we aren't the same up front or, you know, your go-to guys, the Charlie Kohler's of the world aren't all the way, right. We don't have our normal run game to rely on. So I think maybe he's putting a little bit too much pressure on himself and you're kind of seeing this as a result, but we definitely need to get better at that. And, you know, if, I don't know what the reasons were. I guess Matt Campbell and the offensive staff probably are the only ones. And they're probably not going to give you an honest answer on it, but you know why he was pulled late in the game. And you saw, you know, Hunter Deckers come in and he definitely has some juice to his arm. He can spin it. See there's more so than any quarter, either quarterback that was on the field, he can spin it and he looked good and he looked comfortable and poised. Now he, he has no scars. He has no, you know, nothing. He has, and he's seeing, a di- he's seeing different defensive calls. Yeah, they're, like, they're playing we're getting a, a lot of like, underneath, underneath crossers when he got in there. And yeah. that's, I mean, they were willing yeah. to give those up. So that's, yeah, the they, they, they kind of had the game under control and you're seeing something different, not as aggressive, but you know, it was encouraging to see him, but you know, if you're Brock right now, you know that, okay, I got to, there's someone who can do it behind you. And I think you have a coach who knows the urgency of the season. And no matter how much he says Brock's our guy, which he has this week, you know, that, that question has to be asked and it has to be answered and addressed now because of, you know, we had, a, we had another quarterback on the field. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I anticipate that he'll, our, our offense as a whole will respond in a positive way, you know, getting out of town and getting on the road and, and kind of going to Vegas and be able to play. And it's a perfect place. There's no distractions in Vegas. Yeah, it'll, so be, it'll be great for us to bounce back. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like we're just, <laughs> it's something different. You're still, yeah. there won't be any distractions for them. That's they true. Played they'll, be, in, they'll be locked up tight. Yeah. I mean, they played in, they played in the NFL stadium last year and 
it's not like they're going to be out on the strip. You know, maybe a Todd Blythe probably would have been. For sure. I'd have been in Caesars, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, just kind of put scholarship a scholarship check. Yeah. Put a bow on Iowa. I mean, what were your thoughts? Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I was, I was frustrated with how we looked up front. I, I thought there were a lot of run throughs um, by the Iowa defense uh, of guys just coming free. Um, not necessarily even when they were bringing six. I mean, when they were bringing guys that, you know, numbers wise that we could handle, uh, that was frustrating. I thought our center kind of got beat up a little bit. He seemed to be in the backfield or on the ground a lot. Um, I thought Brees Hall ran really hard. He finishes runs. He's always falling forward and he's, he's not afraid to put his pads down, which is great to see at the same time. He looked a little tired in the second half. Uh, he looked a little heavy legged. Um, so I don't know if that's, uh, I don't want to be hot takey here, but I don't know if that's a thing of the fact that he's probably on. a product of the field, the surface. Oh, I've already agreed yeah, with you on the field turf thing, yeah, but, uh, yeah, running through the, the Heather out there. Um, but I thought he looked a little heavy legged and tired in the second half. So it's kind of, it's kind of good to see, uh, Jarrell Brock get in there and run around a little bit, um, as well as the freshman, I'm going to forget his name now, but, uh, he looked quick at times, but as a whole, our offense, man, it's just, we, I mean, we always have two tight ends in there, usually three. So all of our throws are going to be under 10 yards. Um, we don't have any, any deep threats. We threw the ball twice deep twice on two deep posts and, and both of them were, you know, underthrown and behind our guy and one got picked off and one got knocked down. So we're extremely unimaginative on offense. Um, and we just, we don't take shots. And then the other thing, and I'll ask you this, does it seem to you like uh, we run pretty less than we have in the past? I know there were some zone reads that we called. I can only remember one that he actually kept. There was a designed quarterback run, or at least had the option uh, to run outside of a scramble. Are you being radio calling offensive coordinator guy? Yeah, I'm just I, I'm grasping at straws right now, looking just for kidding. answers. I, I'll say from from a there there definitely were some plays where first time caller, long like, time listener. Yeah, I'll hang up on long time. Where it seems like he was not as eager to just to, to tuck it and run when there may have been a first down out there or you know, get us from you know second and twelve to a more manageable third down that we've seen him run in the past. And for whatever reason, he just hasn't done it now, but that that's something where, you know, maybe he just needs to kind of get, get a little bit more into the flow of the season and get more of a feel into the game. And, you know, when we're, we're not playing well on offense, we're having three and outs and, you know, it's hard to get into the flow of the game. So hopefully if we can get just some momentum going during a game that he can get more comfortable and then we'll kind of see just the, the, the full kind of, you know, the full bag of what Brock has to offer. So, and just from, you know, I'm not going to sit here. Our offense scored a lot of points. It's worked in the past. So I don't want to sit here and say we need to change things, but I will say that, you know, just having played the position and knowing, you know, when you're in 12 personnel, 13 personnel and everything's condensed and it's, you know, it, it definitely will feel like it's more challenging to find openings and, and Brock does have to throw. I mean, there's some, some OCs around the country that don't make their quarterbacks do anything and you're spreading it out. And, you know, there are times where we have, you know, we'd be in, we're in, you know, we're in personnel with tight ends on the field, but they're spread out, you know, they're away from the line of scrimmage, but everybody's inside the numbers. That's a lot of bodies. But there's no there. threat Two tight ends. We can be in a 10 yeah. personnel well, set and look, two tight ends, again, your slot guys. What, what threat is that? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, 15 yard, if you're a DB, sit at 15 yards. They're not going to run by you. Yeah, that's the offense that we run. I, I, just looking at some of the way we set it up, it's just like nobody's even on the numbers. And that can be condensed. And I, I don't want to be like the, 
you know, cause we're not putting in the time and, you know, again, we've been successful in offense. I don't want to be that guy that's, you know, sitting here saying like the, well, this I'll be that guy. That's fine. <laughs> I know you're an idiot. This works in Madden. Works <laughs> <laughs> in Madden, but you know, it just seems like I know from experience that it does feel better as a quarterback to just, and it's easier. It's college right now. I mean, it's, you see it in the NFL, you're spreading guys out, spreading them out and just, Hey, work one side of the field, get rid of the ball quick. And I just think that may open things up for him. So hopefully I'm not saying we got to come out and go no huddle, but maybe getting some 11 personnel getting some 10 personnel and just, you know, and you know, who knows, maybe against a UNLV, we'll be able to get, get some more, you know, younger guys on the field and having some receivers step up. Cause right now we need to, you know, we need depth at receiver. We need more guys to step up and, you know, maybe that's the reason why we go 12 and 13. Have you heard anything about with... like Sean Shaw or any of those guys? I, I mean, he, I know he's been dinged he didn't up play again. So yeah, I think yeah, he I may have been close last week. So, you know, usually that means that he could be a go this week, but you nice. know, I know Cobes and his staff are working hard to get him right. So hopefully, you know, having him, you know, as a deep threat and a big target will definitely help. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you're right. It just opening up the offense a little bit, spreading things out, just giving guys more room to to maneuver would be would be huge right now. I feel like we're so condensed on offense with the personnel and you know to go along with the play calling that Brock probably doesn't have a clear picture and it he makes him a little hesitant. You would like to see a, a fourth year guy um you know be able to find a spot and find a window. But again, that's easy for us to say just on this side of the mic, but um, yeah, I, I, we have the personnel they've proven they can do it. That's the difference is we have guys that have proven that they can do it at a high level. Um, now it's about, it's about actually executing the plan. So hopefully we can come out this week. Um, I know I'm excited to get to Vegas a little less excited than I was a week ago um, after, you know, a one-on-one -one start with two subpar performances on offense, but still excited to get down to Vegas uh, it'll be a fun trip. It'll be a packed house with a lot of Cardinal and gold. Um, and, and hopefully we can uh, right some of the wrongs that we've had so far on offense, at least defense. Again, we've covered this as look great offense got, has some things to figure out. What's your, like, so like we were, we were going to go, obviously we had everything booked, but um, with the baby coming in November, we decided it's probably best that we don't go, which is, you know, obviously it's a blessing. We're excited, but um, what, what's like your schedule? When, when are you, when are you, when are you heading out there? Uh, we're heading out there flight. We're doing the cyclone fanatic charter, uh, obviously with everybody else. So we're going down there. Our flight leaves at 11 on Thursday. Um, Chris uh, Williams texted me today and said that he got a cabana for Thursday afternoon at the pool drinks on cyclone fanatic. Um, so that may, may be a problem. We might be flirting with a little alcohol poisoning while we're out there, but uh, you know, it, I'm excited to get out there, just mingle with some Iowa state fans, throw back as many beers as possible. I don't know if Vegas has Bush light, but you know, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll, we'll drink what they have. Um, but, uh, $17 you know, Bush light, sit down, sit down at the tables, lose a mortgage payment or two. Uh, should be, should be a good weekend for sure. What's your game. Are you blackjack? What do you play? Oh, I'm blackjack. I don't really know how to play anything else. Yeah. You're the no, guy. I just, yeah. Oh, black blackjack's a blast. It's it's easy. I can count to twenty one. You know, I got I can get pretty close on my fingers and toes, so I can get there. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Uh, so I won't lose as much as I probably would at another game. I'm not delusional enough to think that I'll come back home. You know, up, but uh, should be a good time. There's there's always good food and good shows and, and trouble to be had in Vegas. So I'm excited. I had a dinner reservation set for the wives and 
the Mars and the Blythe, but I ended up canceling it. So you're on your own. Yeah, I was going to say, did you did you cancel that? That's probably good. Yeah, I canceled everything. That, that's good. We're all for it if we're going to be going with you guys. But if it was just going to be like my wife and I, we probably weren't going to go spend 300 bucks on dinner. So <laughs> no, nah, it just, I think we were going to do it one night. It wasn't going to be an every night thing, but yeah, I'll just get hammered and don't eat and then you can get more good. Exactly. I'll just drink my dinner. Thank you. <laughs> great setup, but no, nah, it should be a great week. I think it's going to be kind of a, I don't know how many people will see out there kind of a bowl game light, if you will. Uh, but who knows? That's Iowa state fans. I wouldn't be surprised to turn on the TV and all of a sudden see 30,000 there, but Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a great atmosphere for us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're a little bummed right now. Uh, so soon after the, the, uh, the loss last weekend, but shit, by the time we get to Saturday, everybody will be lubed up well enough. We'll be, we'll be cheering and going crazy. So it'll be fun. It'll be a good atmosphere. Yeah. It's a night game too. So and I'm sure you'll be, I don't know if there's a tailgate out there, what the setup is. I think the Mandalay is right by the stadium. It's like you walk in from there. Yeah, I just got an email about it today. So there is there is not transportation from the hotel to the game because it is within walking distance. So I'll, yeah, you, you know, close one eye, stagger my way to the stadium, <laughs> hopefully Let's make it to it. our seats. <laughs> so again, I'll put this out there right now to anybody that I talk to. Uh, if I make a fool of myself while in Vegas, that's you know we're in Vegas, so just no, deal. With look, it. <laughs> Brittany's gonna be right there. You're you're gonna have like a beer and a half. She's never then... she's never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It might be her that's, that's just going crazy. I put out a Twitter poll, uh, did a poll on Twitter like a month ago, and said you know once it was announced that it was a night game, will my wife, a, a Vegas rookie, make it to to kickoff? Resoundingly, no. The answers were I think it was like seventy seven percent of a couple hundred people said no, she would not make it. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll have to nurse her along to get her to game time. She's a real party animal for anybody that knows my wife. Banna, you guys are going to be just, yeah, you're going to have a good time. I think all Cyclone Nation is going to enjoy it. And after last week, we probably deserve it. So we need it. But but overall, kind of back to, you know, to wrap this, I do feel like, you know, everything's still right in front of us. And I think if we go out and, you know, we, we do what we're supposed to do and we get things going offense defensively, and special teams wise, we keep playing at a high level and we can still have a great year. I mean, the Iowa game for both teams is big, but I don't think it, it doesn't define your season. You know, it's Iowa, a non-conference game for us. You know, yeah. Iowa's got a lot in front of them, win or lose that game. I think they, you know, win or lose if they won out and they beat Ohio state or whoever they see in the probably going to be Ohio state. They'll figure it out. You know, they're, they're going to be, on the brinker in the playoff and same goes for us. If we went out, we beat Oklahoma twice. We'll most likely be on the brinker in the playoff. Who knows, depending on, you know, what happens with the other leagues, if the PAC 12 between Oregon and UCLA gets one in. And SEC the, probably the alliance get. between uh, the PAC 12, big 10 ACC. Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Everything's still out there in front of us. This is a non-conference loss. That's, that's what it is. So the big 12 title is, you know, nothing in the big 12 has been affected. If we win the big 12, I think it takes care of itself um, as far as the playoffs are concerned. So just need to make sure we take it, take care of business from here on out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, let's, let's put a bow on this thing, be done with the Iowa game, move on to UNLV. I think we're a, th- a 30 and a half or a 30 point favorite right now. So apparently our defense is going to hold them to negative 15 because our offense, I don't know if we have 30 in this right now. Um, hopefully we do. Are we really favored by that much? 
Yeah. I think, I don't know what it is exactly. Last I heard it was like 30 and a half, which again, I don't, I don't know who in Vegas looked at our offense is like, yeah, those guys are definitely going to hang 35 on someone. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten down yet. Spread is 30 over under a 52. You expect us to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. So they expect us to put up 40 some. How sweet is our TV contract? First game of the year is on ESPN Plus. Third game of the year is on CBS Sports Network. I think that's the whole you know, point of realignment right now. now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have that. Well, maybe you should have kept your tickets to the Vegas. I know. I hate <laughs> that we had to be responsible. And I know you guys are responsible, you know, thoughtful adults. How dare you? Um, hey, shout out real quick to uh, Title Nine Podcast. I thought it was really cool this week. They got Holly Rowe to come on do a special episode. Um, you know, those girls, you know, Alisa Woods and Steph Copley do a great job um, of covering Iowa State. They're they're really good at what they do. It was really they cool. Stole, to hear they them. stole our sign off. They did them. steal our sign off. They tried to get us canceled on Twitter. Um, you know, cancel culture came after Brett and I uh, this this past week. But um, but I, I did again. Shout out to those girls. They do a great job. I thought it was really cool to get Holly Rowe on. She's Holly Rowe is amazing. She's an absolute legend in, yeah, in the game right now. Um, so that was, that was awesome for the, those two, but again, yeah, they did try and cancel us for, and I mean, let's be honest, they stole our, they said that we stole go cyclones, go state from them. Uh, I, f- I feel like we've been saying go cyclones and go state since, you know, long before they were had anything affiliated with Iowa state, but first time I did, it was in 2003, 18 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I've been saying go state since, you know, Troy Davis was running around in the backfield. So, yeah, know, uh, I don't even know where they're from, but they were saying go whatever their their high school is. But they're probably like um, Chris. They were Iowa fans growing up. Probably. Oh, Copley for sure was an Iowa fan. I don't want to hear what she has to say. She was definitely a Hawkeye growing up. <laughs> but uh, anything else in uh, in the world of sports and in, in college athletics, college football that uh, um, the took notice of Texas got thumped by Arkansas, which I thought was pretty sweet. Welcome to the SEC boys. It's just so funny. Like Texas is always just, they get get so far ahead of themselves, but also it's like year, year one game two of a new, a new regime. Yeah. But Arkansas stinks. They have like single digit wins over the past three or four years in the SEC. I know now that Arkansas is going to be overrated the rest of the year, which will in tune make everyone feel like, Oh, the SEC West is so it's like, no, Texas just be. sucks. That's all that is. Oregon over Ohio State, which I was I was actually surprised about. Yeah, I mean, I think there were there were some questions about Ohio State's defense coming into the year, and you're starting to see that their quarterback's getting a lot better. He quarterback put up some numbers. I, I was yeah. a little critical of him after game one and, and no, his that was his first inaccuracy, game. but yeah. Yeah, he put up some. I think like the second most passing yards in school history, something like that. Yeah, so. he and when he's when he's hits his back foot and throws, it's like it's on the mark every time. He hits his receivers in stride. He's going to be good. And it just takes time. But yeah, I mean, Oregon came in there and without their two best players on defense, two five star guys, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and there was another kid that's a five star guy that was hurt. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. <laughs> I physically beat him up. And it was uh, it was impressive. An Oregon so. offense, their their running back put up some big yards and just ran away away from folks, which you don't always see against Ohio State. Yeah, and I think Ohio State now again they'll they'll make their adjustments and they'll get it right. But you know, kind of projecting like what what Iowa's outlook is. You know, they their defense. There's going to be teams that are going to be able to effectively spread them out 
and and move the ball up and down the field on them. Just a matter of when you get into the red zone, you can't do that as much. Will you score on them? Will you kick field goals? And the, the question all year is going to be is is mm-hmm. if Iowa can do anything on offense. Yeah, I offense. think their defense is really, really, really good, and their offense is not. Yeah, right the only now. thing they're doing better than us is not turning it over. Um, oh, but they're God. yeah, they're. I mean, their Petrus has no. They have nothing going in the pass game. There's not a single receiver that scares them. Their tight ends aren't usually what they're like. A really good running back, but they haven't. You know. Really can't get free right parents. now. I don't know. They've, yeah. they've ran the ball as, as well as historically they usually do. So offensively, they got to figure it out. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I think if they go against Ohio State, though, I don't know if they'll be able to keep up. But I mean, they may be able to to contain them offensively for a little bit. But who mm-hmm. knows? Long way yeah, to go. But I was going to want to keep things that in that uh, – you know, 24 to 17 range of games. They don't, you know, things start to get into the thirties and forties. That's when they're going to have problems. Yeah. They haven't given up more than 24 in a couple of years, but we'll see. We almost got there. We had 17. <laughs> Wait, yeah. no, we had, yeah. 27, 17. Yeah. Seven, 17 of them. The, but... yeah, the, the seven of them were kind of cheapies at the end of the game. Hey, I think it looks better, but it does look anyway, better. Cyclones have fun in Vegas. Be safe. Todd have fun. Be safe. Wish I could be out there, but. I'll be I'll be adulting here in Minnesota watching the game on TV. Tell you what, Brent, for you, nope. just for you, I'm gonna drink twice as much. No, I don't want no pictures, videos, selfies. <laughs> oh my gosh, how much fun you have! Hey, I Cyclone Nation, everything fun you do, take pictures and at Brett Meyer on Twitter, please. Hey, yeah. for the for the folks out there, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Brett with two T's. That's it. <laughs> that's that's false. That is not how you spell your name. But um, so I mean, if, I don't I don't know what your Twitter handle is offhand. But at Brett, make sure you uh, you send him uh, Twitter videos and pictures to make sure everyone he knows how much fun he's missing out on. Um, like I said, uh, my you know my gift to you is I will drink enough for the both of us while I'm there. Um, so we'll see if I make it back. You're such a guy, Todd. But yeah. Uh... All right, let's wrap it. Go Cyclones. Go State. Let's get back on the Schneider. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to score. I like our chances, obviously. 30-point favorites. I don't know that that line is, is very well researched. <laughs> maybe, realistic. Maybe um, UNLV is that bad, but I, I just don't think so. I think we're going to – I'm going 28-14. Yeah, I think it'd be – no, they want to score 14, but it could be like a 28-3 to game. But, yeah, we just got to get Brock going, get Brees going. Get Charlie going, spread them out, spread them out on a couple possessions. And yeah, I'm excited to see him rebound. Hopefully I can find CBS sports network. We'll see if we find can some, the game find some bootleg website that you can stream it on. I know. I think I might have it. I don't know though. That seems that, that to me seems like a, uh, an additional package that you got to pay for, but we'll see. <laughs> it's behind a paywall. <laughs> behind a paywall. But all right, Cyclones, be good. Have fun in Vegas. Be safe, Todd. We'll see you next week, buddy. Yes, yes sir.